Wolverine Podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna baby. end up coughing at the beginning of, of one of these at some yeah. point. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, just a it, it's gonna happen one day. So, has everybody been enjoying Worlds? Yes. Uh, suffering awaits. I had fun for like an hour. I think that's about yeah, it. Total, so, what's the total percentage of time you enjoyed yourself? Or? How many games were there? One, two, three, four, five, six, eighteen. Whatever one out of eighteen is. Actually, I don't know. There's a couple of games between like uh, who had a really good game? Was it DRX and uh, uh, not damn one. Who's who's in DRX's group? Top Esports, SpyQuest, DRX Top. Mm-hmm. DRX Top was a really good game. Uh, I think watching Genji LGG, that was a good one too. And yeah, that's about five point five six percent of the time. I ran the numbers. <laughs> there were a couple of pretty uh, entertaining games, but I only really had fun watching TL uh, like like Booty Smack uh, uh, G two like all over the map. It was glorious. <laughs> I loved it. In the post uh, post match thread, I posted uh, a picture of uh, Edna Mode from The Incredibles, like reveling at the fire. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Oh, really? Uh, opposed to that one, I loved watching the first 10 minutes of Suning versus Team Liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the next 20. Oh, it was just destruction. But those first 10 minutes, spectacular to watch. There was a lot of suffering there. <laughs> Alright, before we continue talking about Worlds and the Goose, there's been a development in the, uh, the global state of... Uh, the esports ecosystem following in the footsteps of the LMS the OPL is going to be dissolved which one's the OPL uh, oceanic uh, which is uh, oceanic australia? it's australia new zealand and some other pacific Damn. places what's happening mm-hmm. to it or the players um so all the players is it like a dissolve or a merge dissolve uh, all the players are granted LCS status so that they can be picked up there without taking up an import slot. Uh, how well, that's, that's nice going to work out is beyond me because we live on hell on earth now. <laughs> yep. Uh, why do we live on? Why is that hell on earth? Uh, we live on. It's there's nothing to do with the leagues. It's just we live on hell on earth. Oh, you mean Big Rona? Big Rona. Mm-hmm. Aunt Rona came to town. Uh, so, that's what's happening. I think they're still supporting a regional league there in some respect. I don't know how, and I don't know why, instead of dissolving the league, they don't just pull it back a shitload. Because I, I don't... It, it doesn't feel like, to me, that they can't just... Um, they can't just not have, like, a studio and all this high production stuff, like... Just do what we're doing to do the OPL. It's not like it takes that much to have a tournament. Like, they held the LCS from everyone's apartments. I think you can hold the OPL in the same kind of same kind of space. But, it's out of my hands. I don't think this is going to matter at all in, like, the grand scheme of things. I think it could only probably help NA because that's where all the players are going to end up going. But... That's 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 just my take on it. What do you guys think? So is it 
permanent that OP like players from Oceanic region will count as LCS qualifiable, or is just current pros slash challenger? I think every player like, coming from the OP from uh the OPL servers, whatever whatever server hosted. So it, that it's country, like a future thing as well. Yes, it will affect all mm -hmm. the future players until they like make a change in this decision. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, upside. I guess more talent to pull from. Maybe. I guess I, that kind of helps. I don't know if having a server about a quarter the size is gonna make an impact on it. So I guess, then again, if we could find more FBIs, uh, mm -hmm. we might do pretty good. <laughs> FBI I mean, looks yes. pretty hot. But then you can also find more Riomas as well. So damn, well, sure. the coin. Hey, Riomas, <laughs> not taking up an import slot now. Mm -hmm. That is true. He I is can't make that argument about why to kick him out. Damn, you yep. lost one of your things. Tommy's here to stay. What are you going to do for fun now? I don't <laughs> know. Than complain about I'll, a... find, I'll find a new player. I do it every year. Last oh, year yes, it was do. uh, Dokla. Uh, Dokla. This year it was Rayoma. Last year you rode Dokla very hard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have played better. <laughs> Bro, dude. You couldn't have played that well in the LCS. Yes, yes, I could. Nah, <laughs> you'd average more deaths, mm -hmm. fewer wards, fewer mm -hmm. wards, more team conflict, more deaths, more, more times that man conflict. died. More so far, less than I've, you would have. Hey, Mont. So far, I've, I've Matt. I agree with Matt three for three. That's that's everything. Matt, what do, you, what do you think about the OPL being dissolved? Well, I've never watched an OPL game in my life. Um, I say Matt. I meant to say Haymon. <laughs> oh. um, well, I was going to talk, but we'll let Haymon I, I get. I then. thought you were talking, but whatever. Um, no, I hadn't really said my thing. I'm just going to keep going because at this point it's weird. All, um, right, all right, all right. My thoughts are it's unfortunate. It, it makes me curious how, uh, if this continues to happen with other smaller regions, how it would end up affecting uh, worlds with fewer regions to pull from for wild card teams, right? Um, whether we end up sort of seeing uh, something happen there is something I'm interested in, in looking at uh, in terms of how it pans out. I think it's interesting that they're only allowed to count as NA players now. Um, I think it might have been better if you had allowed them to also count, say, as like European or something. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine. The, I don't know why they chose uh, NA in particular to give them, uh, like, the citizen status of for in terms of teams. I'm sure there was some reason. It, it is a little weird that we are just basically getting a new player base that if the other regions want to tap into, they have to sacrifice something, then we don't. Um, but it was a small... It seemed like it was a fairly small league. It seemed like... Um, you know, they were never really, like, were they ever really pushing for, like, best teams in the world? Like, I don't think so, right? Oh, God, um, no. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure there are some good players, and it's it's really good for NA, but um, it is unfortunate to see, of course. Mm. Hey, Mom, what's your yeah. thoughts? Um, I would be happy to see uh, a couple of their talents in NA uh legacy esports uh the run that they had in uh the play-in stage was actually pretty nice and good to watch so there is talent there that would definitely benefit uh whichever region that they would go to it's 
if it's uh, North America, is probably benefiting the most from this uh, because of the region's been dissolved and because now you get um, these players without any real adverse effects besides having to just import them over here if you want them in studio. Um, otherwise, yeah. Did I, I agree with you. Why did you mention um, like that they could like make the league the way we did NA like or is I didn't see it as like one of the reasons they cited that they can't be in studio. Well, I don't mm -hmm. like they, they're they very vague about why they're canceling it. it. It's very clear that it's because it's not making them enough money, but I don't understand yeah. why they have to just destroy it when the league can be as competitive as, as competitive as it is now without being as high budget of production as it uh as it was. So instead of well, it uh, having it as like sorry you instead, go um instead of it having it as a league are you saying that it should be transformed to more of like no maybe like, like amateur tournaments no it should still be a league but like you don't have to Just, make uh, a whole thing about you don't it. have to spend a lot of money on it um but then the question mm -hmm. then might be like would players from that region still do it because like if if they're cutting mm -hmm. the budget presumably also they're cutting like player salary somewhere in there i mean and, like are it, they gonna still do it now what do you mean they're not going to do it now. They're just they've canceled the whole thing. I would have rather. But them what do I mean is like smaller. the players might have just been if like all of the players just left because they're like, well, you know, I guess because like if you're not doing it high production, you're getting fewer like you have less room to plug for sponsors. If it's especially in a smaller region, I would imagine um, you have less places to place brand deals. Right, because you don't have a physical location to put up ads. You don't have a studio where you have people to sell specific things and make like deals that you're going to sell this kind of stuff and this kind of stuff. And all of that is going to affect player salary. It's going to affect team salary, coach salary, um, a caster salary. Like oh, there are a lot of I can imagine like a lot of people if they just like slash the budget like super super hard that they would just mm -hmm. be like, well, I'm just it's not any longer financially worth it. And I'm either going to look if I'm good enough to leave the region or I'm just going to retire or do something else. Right. And, and maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Like, I have no idea what the attitude of the players is. Maybe they just want to play out of, you know, they still want to play. But um, I mean, I, like I said, I think it's definitely unfortunate that it's getting canceled. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I can definitely see that where it's like, if I can't make enough money doing this, then what's the point? But at the same time, uh even if you make it oh uh, like just more amateur more I, I i mean i i see how it would make it less competitive i don't know the specifics about how the league was operated or like their finances at all but it just to me it seems very drastic to go from we're having the opl they finished uh tied for like the the tied one spot out of getting to groups at worlds and mm -hmm now they're just not a not a thing next year and i don't and, and apparently they're still gonna have international representation but i just wow. i don't know like that's that's my honestly my major problem with this release is that they just said we're dissolving the opl we're not going to tell you why and we're not going to tell you what our plan is to do instead we're just and, and to me that's just like well but they did, did they confirm there would still be international representation uh we will also hold a qualifying tournaments in oc for both msi and worlds in 2021 well, that might mean, like, are they d canceling it next year or the year after? Um, like if, it if looks like they're canceling saying, it this year because beginning in 2021 season, we are adding the OCE to the competitive territory of the LCS as OCE players will no longer take an import slot in the LCS rosters. 
then what i don't understand how that's gonna work that, that are they just gonna i don't know my my thought is uh that they're basically just closing the doors they're gonna go back to having those like uh, regional qualifiers like we had in season two for worlds for this specific region uh and then just have mm-hmm. open qualifiers for teams that'll sign up but i think that the out. difference like the the state of the game is so different right the competitive scene is so different right like in season two like how many like hold on one second i mean that's i know that it's different and i definitely think this will adversely affect the region by just deleting the league and telling them okay you're going back to playing ranked fives for the rest of your life good luck like it just i i don't know why that seemed like the best option instead of just skeleton crewing it and also giving them uh lcs uh lcs regency like i don't i don't get it because they already gave them uh they already gave them residency in whatchamacallit in uh academy so i don't know if they had known this was happening for a long time already and if they did why is this so vague and it just the vagueness really bothers me yeah i agree the vagueness is confusing sorry to get back to my point apologies about that it was that like the state of the game is different like i think you know in season two it might have been i think a little more reasonable that a team could get like success that way like not being supported by like a league or like full-time anything but like now it's like okay well like if you're not making money from the league and your team isn't making any money and you're basically just like i don't know like one of like the old fucking teams where you weren't getting paid to do it you were just kind of doing it maybe you had a little money coming in from certain places like well what are they going to do right like they're going to get blown out because like you have players in every other Mm -hmm. region who are being supported so that they don't have to go like work a nine to five and then practice and they can practice league of legends all day and have like extremely uh, deep coaching staffs um and then you've just got a team of people playing like you said like just ranked fives um it's uh it seems bad yeah uh i crap what was i gonna say uh they just seem it seems like they're screwed it seems like uh oce are just not gonna have a competitive team anymore they're gonna have zero chance at anything else all their good players are gonna go to the lcs and that's gonna be the end of this region uh to, and to be honest, I would rather them not give them a slot, give Vietnam a third slot, make Vietnam a major region or something like that, and then we just have done with it. Like, it, it just seems like we have this extra slot that we don't need to have anymore. Because we've just screwed this region. And, I, and I'm not saying that we screwed the region like maliciously the it's small mm-hmm. it's a small region it's a very small market there aren't well, enough people also imply they were it. trying to be mean right? yeah and i don't think they were like i don't think they were just trying to be like ah fuck you right i think they decided mm-hmm. this is no longer profitable and we've been burning money on it for the past six years we need to just stop otherwise we're going to keep losing like two or three million dollars a year on this because mm-hmm. te- I guarantee you the teams here were not making money. They're all burning VC money like it's nobody's fucking business. That's what, Half the teams in the LCS are still burning VC money. 
Like, I, I think TSM is still the only team that is profitable. Maybe Cloud9, but... I don't know. It just... It, it, it sucks. I would have liked to see them stay, but... If they can't financially support themselves, I can't see a reason why they should... Like, why Riot should be supporting them. And I, I, I agree with that... With the decision in that respect. I don't agree with it from, like, an international represent, representative perspective, but... Like... It's a business. If you can't make money, you can't do the business. You think it's a bad sign for other minor regions? I think other minor regions are much more profitable. Um, what well, What do you think the reason is? Like, obviously, I'm it, not implying you have any like deep insight here, which is not an insult, right? I'm just saying, like, you know, neither of us, neither us or Monty, know about that. But like, you know, I think the only other region at risk is Japan, because they're, I think, literally the smallest server. But it looks like Brazil's franchising next year. Turkey looks like they're actually, like, they have a good, healthy league. CIS looks like they have a good, healthy league. They might, they're a little shaky. I wouldn't say they're extremely stable, but they look like they're growing. Uh, who, who, who am I missing? PCS looks fine. Where is PCS? Um, they, they're GPL and LMS put together. They're okay. like Southeast mm. Asia. Minus China. Uh, Vietnam is growing. Like, most of the other ones are growing or stable enough that I am rather confident in their existence. Like I said, the only one I'm worried about is Japan. Do you think Japan could just merge with another one like they did with them? I think if they were going to, they needed to put Japan and, uh, and uh, Australia together. I think that's the if they were going to kill Japan next year and they didn't just merge them with OCE this year, it's a major mistake. I think that that's completely true. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if they do come out and say, "Hey, this is the reason we chose NA in particular." Right? Like well, my first thought was like maybe a, a language barrier. Thing. Yes, that, that I think but that's the, the primary reason. But here's the thing: also, visas are a lot easier to get. Maybe, but like, what about Europe, right? Like, there's still no language barrier with a lot of European teams. So, like, well, why a lot of them it... use a different language? Do they? Yeah, I think okay, Matt talks in Spanish. Mm -hmm. You know what? Fair enough. I'm just uh, um. Whenever I watch the um, very rarely the mic checks, I usually see English, but maybe i'm just it's like, well that's because you're watching english portals which won't make a mic check for a foreign language that often yeah no that's well but like in worlds they have them for like yeah. non-english speaking teams but even then i usually anyway maybe i'm just sort of not understanding the structure well, of the way that works but i like i said i'm pretty sure it's got to be an easy language barrier they're all going to understand each other clearly uh the visa's got to be easier to get uh, I'm not sure it's gonna be that much harder to get one to Europe. Right now, you can't get a visa anywhere, so it's kind of a moot point, but... Yeah, well, right now, it's a well, this is a different sort of larger <laughs> issue that the LCS does not control. But, um, I think the other thing is, is that, uh, uh, LEC has a gigantic pool of players to pull from. They have a large supporting, uh, secondary league, and... That's fair. I just, it just doesn't... It doesn't make any sense to me to put them there when they will never pick up a player from there. Like, do you predict that in the next uh, season or two we're going to see a sort of exodus of 
players from uh, Oceania? Like, do you um, think we're really gonna? Do you think we're like we're gonna see like a huge amount turn around, or do you think it's gonna be like fairly small? I this think... is to both of you, by the way. But... I think it's going to be a fairly small turnaround. I don't think it's going to be like there's going to be this massive export or this massive exodus to North America, which is going to be unfortunate. Um, I think that, uh, like I said, like CE Esports had their performance at the play-in, so they really got to show off their skills there. Uh, most of their players are probably going to get picked up by different teams or their academy teams. Um, Everyone else, I think it would have had to be uh, prior research that would have had to been done because even when um, the Oceania, yeah, the Oceania teams didn't uh, take up an import slot. Um, what was the situation over the split when Ryoma came over? They he wasn't uh, considered. He was considered an import, but he didn't take an import slot. Was no, that no, no, no. That's for before? academy. In, a, in academy, academy, OCE and. I think Brazil, or no, I think it was OC in Turkey, they mm. were allowed to be on the academy teams and not take an import slot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, was it Latin America? Oh, Latin okay. America is another league I would be a little bit worried about, but they seem pretty okay. Though, they, they're yeah. having a, a different issue altogether that's fucking crazy. Which is? That, um... You don't have to get deep into it, but I just want to hear about their it. Their play-ins ha- are being delayed to next year. So a team that went to Worlds this year can get eliminated next year in play-ins. It, it's weird. Oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the teams is going to play-ins this year, and the play-ins is getting delayed to next year. So if that team wins out and goes to Worlds next year, they can get eliminated from their league and then go to Worlds. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Uh, but I think we've talked about Oceania a lot. Uh, yes. I think, Hamon, you're right about prior scouting. But my last sort of thing I want to say about this is that there might not have been, like, a huge incentive to do that scouting. But now mm-hmm. there may be, right? So, like, with the dissolving of the league, as teams hear that, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that what may happen course no guarantee right but what may happen is the player the the teams could be like oh well now we're not going to sink an import slot right mm-hmm. we're going to be able to look more aggressively now than we could have in the past right and i think previously there might not have been that research because there were uh you know there you your import slots are so valuable but now it could i think it could potentially open the gates to a small influx of players um, right. Like I know when we were talking about the end of the split, we were talking about like, how do these teams improve? And a lot of them, we were like, well, there really aren't any better junglers in North America, right? There really aren't better X laners in North America, but now that might not be true. Right. There might be a few teams who are like, oh, like our blank position was really lacking and we couldn't mm-hmm. get anybody from NA, but now we could potentially look a little bit outward and see something we like. So I think, it would. Well, I think teams are probably going to scout uh, mm-hmm. a little more aggressively now, uh, but especially because you know after Worlds or teams that are already in their postseason, like you might as well. You might as well take a look. But I don't know. This is all conjecture. Uh, I um, yeah. I would like it to be a bit more open, like you were saying. It's uh, solely for North America. Um, I believe Origins support Destiny 
uh, is also from the Oceanic League. I just uh, researched him a bit. Um, instead Wait, of it being like origin? exclusive origin, yes, well, they didn't Astralis make it a world now? Origin Astralis. Yeah, they're owned by Astralis. They use the Origin brand. They then they took the Origin uh, Twitter that had like seven hundred thousand followers and just made it the main Astralis Twitter. That's wow. so funny. That's crazy. They just got bought out. Oh well, Astralis is historically a better company. Um, actually, I've never even I heard of that, that company. They're they're the big CS, in their uh, CSGO. CSGO, yeah. Uh, I Anyhow, don't watch that. Sorry. All right. Um. Back to the point, like I said, I would like it these people to be like more accessible in like other regions as well, and not like exclusively North America. I, I think um, North American teams will pick up these players, though. I don't. I, I do. Like, like with Papa Smithy in the league, he'll, he'll field a whole team of Aussies. <laughs> oh no, Papa, don't go wild. Anyhow, but um, I Can do think say that again. Thank you. Um, that it would be at least nice that uh, more of this talent could be picked up in like other regions as well. Maybe there are other people who uh, could also put their scouting up and make it a bit more of a competitive market and a bit more demand. But that's uh, that's just a little tidbit there. All right. We talked about this for far too long. Yeah, I didn't expect mm-hmm. this to go this deep. I man. didn't either. I thought we were talking about like five, maybe ten minutes, but damn all right let's get let's get to the the main meat of the menu mm-hmm. world's group stage has happened yes yep. it did now and nothing bad happened to anybody never not even once uh mm-hmm. so we're gonna go through this uh group by group starting with group a actually let me put up the current standings on screen bam there we go actually move it over teensy weensy bit I should have put more faith in Genji anyway. <laughs> you literally <laughs> said you were going to be a Genji stand, but okay. I, I mean, I am, but I forgot that I said it when I did my picks, and that's my <laughs> loss. I reminded you. But you admitted me after I did my picks, and I was didn't want to go back in because I'm lazy as shit. I... Anyway, shout out Genji. They're so, the homies. Group A. Yachi 2 tl or Sunning game, Sunning game, Sunning, and Machi gaming. Now you got there eventually, buddy. I did, I did, I did. I'm honestly a little impressed with Sunning. I thought they wouldn't perform this uh, this well. I thought they'd be a little bit sloppier, uh, but they they're definitely rather impressive. And watching them play against G2 is actually one of the better games, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I. Looking at it now, I think there's a good chance for them to make it out of this group. I think them and G2 are looking like the two that will probably make it. Uh, TL did take a game off of G2, which might actually have great, like, huge implications. Because mm-hmm. if G2 lose to Sunning next time around, and TL beats G2 again, and beats uh, Machi, TL will win the tiebreaker against G2 off of match record. And go. I think that is entirely possible, given that TL beat them once already, and that I think that they can still beat Machi if they don't sit there and do nothing like I'm watching CL fucking G. Like, come the fuck on. So, I, Wait, you, mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely thinking this group is still up in the air. Um, I 
Dude, I don't think Machi can actually make it out because I think Machi will actually lose to G2 and Sunning next time around. Who did Machi mm -hmm. beat TL, right? Yeah. So they're going to finish 2 and 4 at best. Um that and even if they beat TL. So it's hard to say that Machi's going to get out when their record says otherwise. And when TL just needs to beat the bottom seed in the group to get uh to, to beat a team they've beaten and beat the bottom seed to get out. So, what do you guys think? Mm, I think... I remember watching the G2 Esports and Sunning match, and it was just a banger all the way around. I really thought Sunning uh, had that game. Uh, we so did see SOFM. Sunning. <laughs> God, oh, man. But SOFM has been a pleasure to watch. Holy crap. Bringing out the Tank Lee Sin in, the, in that game. And Suning really did punish G2 Esports for making um, any oversteps or any uh, overaggression in the early game. And uh, SOFM's kicks were amazing. Hua Fang, I believe he was a new AD carry that they had brought on. Uh, great performance. It's just uh, they weren't able to close it out in the late game. G2 was able to get those uh, late game team fights in their favor and actually start working uh, with that aggression properly. Um, so. I really am looking for Suning. Uh, they had uh, also just bullied uh, Team Liquid's bot lane in one game uh, in Machi Esports. I don't too remember their matchup there, but I'm absolutely certain that they probably had a blowout in some lanes as well. Uh, All right, I TL versus Machi. Um, no, in Suning versus Machi. Oh, Suning versus. I'm pretty sure that was a raffle stomp, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That was on the so last I'm con day. <laughs> yep, so I'm confident that Suning's going to make it out. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, G2 and Team Liquid are a bit of a throw-up for me. Uh, G2 uh, still looks like they're in form, but like I said, in their match against Suning, they had that bit of overaggression, and Team Liquid just handled them uh, most recently. So it it's looked really, really good. Awesome. It looked like they had a lot of control. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, when G2 was the one who uh, beat Suning just barely and uh, blew out Machi Esports, right? That's something um, that's really good for Team Liquid actually getting this win. Um, what I'm a little bit worried about is that uh, Team Liquid currently seems to be ramping. I'm just worried if they're ramping a bit too late. Uh, in their first three games, um, there were like defining moments where. Um, in their first game against, I believe it was Suning. No, it was against Machi Esports. It didn't really look like Jensen or Broxa were showing up. Uh, Mission, the mid laner, was actually beating Jensen most of the time, and it didn't look like Tactical was able to use any of his advantages in lane um, and actually converted into a lead later into the game. Um, uh, well, the, the problem is, is that when TL faced Machi, they drafted zero engage. Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing they had was uh impact on Mord and he didn't beat uh Orn. If you pick Orn into Mord and you don't win, mm -hmm. you failed massively. Like that's a Isn't massive that, problem. So Orn is just like heavily favored? He should be. He should be like absolutely destroying Orn. He should be grabbing Orn in team fights and basically removing 80% of uh, a team's front line just to mm -hmm. kill them. 
because he, he should just obliterate them. His build path was awful. He has a Zonias. If you build Zonias on Mordekaiser, you're buying that to lose the game. Because you're you're holding somebody and then hitting Zonias. Just to live. I longer. mean did he buy that uh, item early on, or did he get like a natural? There's no reason a, to buy the item. Natural. His top, the top side is Orn, Volibear, uh, Syndra, and then their AD carries Ezreal. There's zero reason to have an, a, a Zonia's this game. I don't know why this isn't a Nashor's tooth to have better dueling against uh, Mordek or Mordek Orn or a Gunblade of all things. Like that would have been better here, but a Zonia's like. He's just trying to survive, and that's not how you need to play Orn. If you're if you're playing Orn to survive, you're gonna you're gonna fail. You're gonna uh, fail over and over again. That I think I, I never want to see this again. If anybody at this fucking tournament builds Zonia's on Orn and they're not into a full AD comp, they're trolling. You mean Mord? I yeah, Mordekaiser. Mord. Mord. Yeah. Also, yes, yeah, the same thing for Orn. <laughs> uh, honestly, even if it's a full AD, comp, you probably don't build it on Orn. Right, it's a full yeah. item. Imagine just hard dive the backline, kill two people that hit Zonia's and just stand there. Posing. No, it'd be funny as shit, but it'd be bad. Mm -hmm. Um, let me see. And I think those those were the two most memorable game memorable games from Team Liquid. It's just a matter of whether they ramp up enough now, and whether they can get um Broxa and Jensen to keep performing well. And a tactical, I've had no problems with whatsoever. Um, Tactical's I think the only. Good. The only game where he didn't get to show up was the Sooning game, and that wasn't really his fault. I think that was more of a communication uh, between the team that needed to be addressed, and he got forced off of two waves at level two. So it's really hard to play the game when you're twitching to Draven and two levels down. I should know. At, Twitch I played is, it twice this week. Twitch is always a huge gamble, though. Like, that's the, like, mm -hmm. I mean, he's also, like, not an early game champion, so, like, I think you kind of have to expect if you're twitching to a Draven, like, you can win the early game depending upon who your supports are or if they fuck up, right? Because Twitch does actually do a shitload of, like, one-on-one -on -one damage. Mm -hmm. um, especially before, with, like, his dot before Draven gets his lifesteal is just, it's lethal, bro. Like, it's insane. Um, but it's, it's, your support's uh and a bunch of other stuff matters as well and i i don't know that it was specifically the champion's fault but sometimes it's just have you, you have to play twitch is like kind of pray for the late game like the two three item spike and then you just actually demolish everyone but i mean when you're I behind a draven nah. rapid fire i.e yeah 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 it's not a good position to be in buddy he outranges yeah, no. you so hard i mean that's why you, you use your stealth and then you know just I, rip one on him. Hey, I'm, but, I had um, to put that game on uh, fucking uh, Broxa, though. Like, I, they're, they're tunneling so hard on this Lee Sin pick. They need to stop picking it. It was more of a communication problem in the early game because it was like, okay, the jungler had uh, assisted... <clears throat> let me uh, correct that. Uh, SOFM had been bot lane and, like, forced them off the turret and had, like, disappeared for a while to go farming on another part of the map and they were still being forced off. Like, someone should have either been able to find, either guess SOFM wasn't there, or, like, figure out where SOFM was on the map, because the fact that they missed a good, like, two or three waves because of that is really bad, and that's a lack of communication on TL's part. And then, of course, immediately afterwards, they have their uh, matchup against G2 Esports where they dominate. So, you know... 
It's the they fun just part of need worlds. to be <laughs> yes. So they just need to be able to ramp and come out the with 5%. um and adapt a little bit more to these picks. I did like the fact that um in their win they actually took set support for Core JJ. Um it looks like he didn't have experience on the pick sometimes just like going for a full slam. You, which is understandable. Did you watch but, him just flash forward at like a third HP and get nuked as he tried to stun people? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was not Again, worth it. Not experienced with the pick, but I do like the bit of innovation. Alright. Let's move on to talk about group B. We got three groups to still go through. Group B is uh, home to Damwon Gaming, JD Gaming, Rogue Esports, and uh, PSG... What's their, the rest of their name? <laughs> Talon. Talon. <laughs> um, you actually, it's not Talon. You you missed the middle. It's P-S-E and G. Ah, yeah. They're electric in the groups. It's just the power company. Also, they're from Paris. Well, no. They're sponsored by a team The team is Parisian, but the players are not from Paris. I mean, maybe some um, of them are. I don't fucking know. They're but. not. They're all, uh... I don't know. They're probably... Taiwanese? You could be born in another country and still... Right, like, but they're just... Like PSG just bought a team! <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is they all... What if all of the players were, like... Uh... Born in Paris? Or, no, I'm kidding. You know what? Hang on. <laughs> you know what I find funny? The two Koreans on PSG are, like, the worst players. <laughs> Which two ones are you talking about? River you talking and about? Tank, the mid and jungle. They they just got there, bruh. <laughs> they started to get a bit better, but they just got Did there. They? You can't. Yeah. All right, I, Come I'm on, be, they were the I'm substitute. Gonna be, I'm going to be fucking real. Colin, Zero hope for PSG getting out of this group. I mean, yes, but you got to give them a little bit of a break there. <laughs> All right. Here, here, here's the way that this goes down. I think mm. Rogue are fucked because they have to beat uh, JD Gaming and JD Gaming have to lose to Damwon. Last time I saw JD and Damwon play, it looked uh, looked pretty stompy in Damwon's favor. So Oh, absolutely. It's It, it looks pr like it's pretty okay if uh, Rogue can actually beat JD. They can get out of this group over a tiebreaker with JD, but that's their best option. Hell, that's probably their only option. Because if they lose to JD, they're out. Like, there, there is no coming back from that. You can't win the tiebreaker, and there's no way that you're going to get four wins at this point. So, you're screwed. So, honestly, my hopes for getting out of this group, rather low. Don't... Don't think it's gonna happen. What do you guys think? Uh, I'd agree. I think there's two clear favorites to make it out, um, and everyone else is just at the bottom there. Like Damwon Gaming, uh, I actually think their closest game was against PSG Talon, but that was because PSG Talon just refused to go down. Like they just <laughs> kept on fighting throughout the entire game. That's the only reason that looked a bit close, and it wasn't that much. Um, you saw Canyon and Showmaker at work. You saw what Canyon did to uh, JD's jungler Kanavi, and when he just basically picked him apart and said, "You are not allowed to play this game." No, <laughs> we had a plan for this. We had a plan going in. Um, and some of the games uh, for, I think it's Rogue. 
I don't know if it was Rogue versus JD or Rogue versus Damwon. It felt as if uh, Rogue was basically under a ton of pressure to just not mess up. Let me take a look to see if it was Rogue versus JD. To just not mess up. And then Larson walks forward one time and the game's over. (laughs) He dies after stepping forward just a little bit too much and then the game's done, right? (laughs) That's, uh, if you can't uh, make any of those small mistakes against JD or or Damwon and you don't have experience uh, actually jockeying positions against them, right? There's, There's no real hope that you can beat either of them. Rogue were one Drake and one tower away from perfect gaming PSG. Mm-hmm. That's actually fucking crazy. I don't think I realized that. That's fucking crazy. That was wild. I, I honestly think like they, 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 they take this gangplank pick. A lot of the EU teams have a strategy where they're gonna use gangplank to just ult bot lane and go for a dive. I for, they had it comboed with something else. I don't remember. Doinby talked about it on his stream. And it got clipped on Reddit. So, I I just don't like Gangplank at all. I feel like Gangplank's a really bad laner. Especially when they have to play Gangplank into Lulu. Having played Lulu Top when Gangplank was a thing. Because Lulu Top was also meta. It is absurd what she can do to to Gangplank. She will clear wave on you. She will stop all of your barrels. And you can't do a damn thing about it. Oh, it was very mean. And also, if the jungler comes and ganks you underneath the turret, which uh, Canyon did, uh, you will die because You're she's great. got a shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a different way of funneling, I'd want to say. Um, imagine Gangplank getting dove and living. That would be amazing. Oof. Oh, man. I think it would require the ult and a big fuck up on the other players. It would require an ult and to land an early barrel chain and have another barrel in the chamber. I'll tell you, that's not going to happen at level four. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Unless he's hacking the game on the world stage. (laughs) Unlikely. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Larson on Azir. Eh. A little eh Mm -hmm. for me. Song. All I gotta say about that. What, what else is there to talk about in Group B? Uh, I don't know. Damon look crazy. Damon look insane. Mm-hmm. They they have stomped every single one of their games. I don't think it's been close. Like, who was it? Machi or Machi? Was it PSG that actually had the best shot at them out of everyone? It was the closest game but only because psg kept on skirmishing yeah that was it every other one it kind of felt like okay like rogue versus damwon gaming it felt that rogue was trying not to mess up and then they did and then damwon just ran them over i kind of see why because in the early game they made some decent kills but then they Mm -hmm. just gave up every single objective then got Mm -hmm. one drake and got wiped and couldn't recover because they lost two inhibitors off that. Oh, yeah. oh my god. They lost... They, oh, they lost Baron, and then Baron took four turrets and two inhibitors. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, damn what a crazy. Oh, yeah. Barrel, hands down, looks like one of the best supports in the... At Worlds right now. I can't wait to watch Damwon versus Top in a fucking semis. You know what's going to happen, right? We're not allowed to have a good final. Sometimes we get good finals. Where do we get good finals? 
Oh, it's season three, season two. <laughs> season three was a three out. Season two season was two. maybe. I think the only good ones were season two and. Well, season two is when the Saigon Jokers run it on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep making this joke for the rest of my life. I don't know why I find that stupid shit so funny, but I really do. Because it implies, for I think for me, that the real world finals was Saigon Jokers versus Dignitas, which just makes mm. me laugh anyway. Alright, uh, everybody said their piece about Group B. Matt, how you feeling about Group B? I mean, I agree with what you said about Damn One. Um, they look pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. You guys said a lot of shit. What do you want from me? I'll talk more <laughs> about Group C. You guys fucking said it. Alright, Matt, talk about Group C. Uh, TSM, LUL, your turn, Anthony. <laughs> no. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> you How did you not see that coming, dude? <laughs> How do you... You've known me so long. How did you not see that shit coming? The resident um, Gen G stand over here. Yeah, I actually... You know, I'm an idiot. I didn't put them high enough. Um, I actually did, despite putting them three... I mean, like, I was kind of joking about being a, a Gen G stand just because there's, like, a Gen G con content creator uh, or two that I like. Um, but... I, I actually, I mean, I feel like I had them at a kind of close. I don't remember what I said, but I, I think when I made the list, I was like, this is actually a pretty tight group, right? For the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, if you had told me that, like, Fnatic, uh, TSM, and Genji were all going to be, like, fighting for, like, the top two, um, I would have said yes. And it's only because I don't really know who LGD is. Um, mm -hmm. But watching them in planes made me want to cry, though. Fair enough. But my thought is that um, this is, like, for me, that top three I had was not like, oh, it's, like, miles away, right? Um, but I had Genji at third, and that was uh, looking like it's about to be wrong. Um, they were playing really well. TSM, unfortunately, is underperformed, but, of course, out of cruelty, I'm going to let Anthony talk about that in more depth. Uh, and Fnatic are doing sort of as well as I expected them to. Um mm -hmm. Or being like they haven't like chucked yet, right? Like they haven't done like a TL draft Mordekaiser and Yi to fucking Zonia's on it or whatever the fuck we were talking about earlier. But um, so far, I've been pretty impressed with Group C. I think they had some pretty fun games to watch. So is that good yeah. enough for you, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, it is. So okay. So anyway, Anthony, tell me about why TSM sucks ass. So here's what I think is gonna happen. Groups. Mm -hmm. TSM is going to win all three of the games next week because they like to watch me per. Because then they're going to get a tiebreaker. And then when they get that tiebreaker, they're going to lose the tiebreaker. Mm. That, that is my curse. They like to give fans hope. That is what I get to live through every year. Oh, so man. this is why I hey, think they hey, will buddy. win the next three games. Anthony, consistency is key. Consistency, you say. Is that why we traded away Biofrost and Doublelift for Zen and Mythic? Well, they were inconsistent mm -hmm. with the typical win half, lose half meta. <laughs> hey. <sighs> do you want to take us through the defining moments of each TSM game? No. Uh, I'm impressed I'll let Monty with, do it, though, with uh, I uh, LGD <laughs> and uh, how, how they've been able to stabilize after that abysmal group stage. I don't know how the fuck they drop games to those teams that they can play this good, but I get the feeling it has to do with those teams attacking Peanut. Because Peanut looked useless in all of those games, and that's that I think's the key. I think these that LGD really are good. like... Huh? 
Isn't a ch- Peanut very good? Uh, he's had he has he his on the, days and he has his off days. I didn't you know, see it a ring, but I mean he's good, right? so it makes mm-hmm. sense to focus him anyway. You know I that off my back epic best done. of five at uh, MSG between Rocks mm-hmm. Tigers and uh, T1. Mm-hmm. He was the Rocks Tigers jungler. Yep. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he's like good. Yeah, yep. but like I don't. Anyway, keep going. Like teams got to attack him. I think they play kind of like Cloud Nine. Uh. And if they can manage to neutralize the jungler, the rest of the team falls apart. Because from what I hear, uh, Peanut's the in-game leader. Like, he's the shot caller. So, mm-hmm. I guess that's uh, I guess that's the pressure point you kind of want to attack. I didn't see TSM doing that in that game against them. So, it's hard to really say that that's going to happen for certain. But I... I think LGD needs to go 0-3 next week for TSM to have a shot, too. I think that you're putting a little bit too much of the talent are necessary. Like, um, the amount of uh, weight that Peanut holds to this team. Like, you're, you're, you're emphasizing Peanut up the same play-ins? Um, Every game they lost, watched... Peanut was fucking asleep. Oh, yeah. It's great to see Peanut awake. But uh, what I'm saying is that during this group stages, like uh, the Gen G game, which they drew out much longer than it probably should have been, it was uh, Long X, the top laner, on Renekton, who was actually pulling some of those kills and pulling those team fights their way. Uh, Mark has been a great support. I think that um, I don't think he's as good as Barrel, but he's definitely up there. He's I do love watching him play as Leona, and I do love watching him play as aggressive picks. Uh, Kramer. Is uh is so so, but um between Longsheet, Marks, and um uh, sometimes GA, I think they still have a pretty good squad. Okay, Matt, anything else from you before I move us on to Group D? No, I said my shit about Group I, C. I, I, we're on Group D. You got top esports, uh, DRX, FlyQuest, mm-hmm. and Unicorns of Love. Uh. Goodbye, Unicorns of Love. You are not making it out of this group. Are you sure? You think they have are no you shot? Oh, absolutely no shot. <laughs> Look, when you lose to the oh, third man. place team at the halfway mark, you're not making it out of the group. Oh, uh, man. All right. Here, I'll take us through Group D because it has my team and I want to talk yeah, about them and not shy away this like Anthony normally does. That means I never have to take point because my team's not here. Psych Gen G stand, let's get it. Um, that, that, yeah, I was going to say. All right. Uh, first of all, top esports can do no wrong. There's <laughs> no position where I think they're weakened. There's no place where I think they're overly bad like jackie love has had the best sen in the league and has made it look like a great ad carry where it's opposed to uh, like other players on other teams which have had like abysmal mediocre performance some good ones but jackie love has really been defining that pick uh 369 pulled out the jacks in the top lane and managed to outplay a couple 2v1s it's there's nowhere in this roster where you go oh they're really lacking in firepower they they're just Prove through this group stage why they're clearly the uh, the favorite to win worlds, right? There's just no competition there. Uh, oh, I, mean, I would definitely say Damn Wanna gonna give them a massive run for their money. I if these two don't end up meeting in playoffs, 
I am going to be mm-hmm. shocked. Oh, I hope they do. I hope they meet up in like the semifinals. I think that oh, would be a great. You want thing. them to meet up in the final? Why would you want them to meet up in the semifinal? Um, because then we have a clear favorite to win. Why do you want a favorite that's... in the final? Yeah, that's just how yeah, I, I roll. I want the final to be competitive as hell. I want it to be like, dang, I don't even know I who's want gonna do this. Five games. I, I want to watch fucking, uh, what, I what was it? I take four, but I also want five, but I that take one, four. The one year, SKT versus, uh, Samsung Galaxy. That, I want that again. That was the, one of the best, best of fives I've ever fucking seen. That was so much fun. Oh, man. I don't oh, understand okay. how you could possibly want this in sem- semifinals. Like, you're not going to get a better matchup. Who's, who's going to go to the finals and make this better? Your only other options are, like, fucking JD. Maybe G2. Eh. I'll take a JD top esports run back. I'd rather JD meet them in uh in semis because I get I I shouldn't say JD. I think that will be a uh, uh like I I have less faith in that being as big a match, but I think it'll still be good. Okay, all right. Moving on to DRX. Of course, we have Def Chovy, Doron, Carriot, and Kyoshik in the jungle. Um, I do like Carriot. I think he's a good support. I think he makes a a couple mistakes every now and then that are punishable. Uh, Chovy, I also like. He's been a great mid laner. Deft, of course, a world class AD carry. He's been performing as well. Doran had one highlight moment that I can remember where he got onto the enemy backline as Kennen, if I remember correctly, and just destroyed them. And it was great to see. Like they're. These uh, standings for Group D have been clearly defined by the plays that um, by uh, each team and their players, and DRX has definitely proven that they are number two. Um, moving on to the next squad, that is FlyQuest, uh, which is currently standing one and two. Um, stomp first game. Uh, they were stomped by Top Esports. It wasn't really close. Uh, they were also then stomped by DRX. wasn't really close. Uh, the only team that they did beat was uh, Unicorns of Love, and that was very close. It felt like at uh, any moment, Unicorns of Love could like capitalize on a mistake that uh, FlyQuest had made and like ended the game. But somehow, uh, FlyQuest won anyway, maybe because of experience, maybe because like the other four players who weren't dying actually like knew what to do. Um, but Wait, even then, they the, were the Unicorns Love FlyQuest game was close. Um, it was close, but not because it was good. It was close because it was messy, <laughs> which I didn't like. I had a hard disagree with you on that one. That game did not look that close. It looked oh, like FlyQuest really? had a lot of control from like minute fifteen on. Like mid game hits and FlyQuest just grabbed control of that game and run it around by its huevos. I mean, yes, but then there's also moments where, like, PoE's just dying top lane, and then uh, Solo's dying at other points. It, it was really weird to watch. Like, Boss was actually dominating Solo in that um, top lane matchup. Oh, no, Solo of... was straight inting. Oh, yeah. He hasn't... All of the games in which Solo has been in, he's never gotten uh, lead in lane, or... He has never been the reason why FlyQuest wasn't in that hole in the first place, right? Given, I will give a testament to his play. He has been the only, he 
has still kept on been willing to like make plays and be part of team fights and still do everything. Like it doesn't look like it's like, oh, we just straight up lost the game. It looks like he's happy to be here and he's performing. Hold on just a moment. Uh, it looks like, I don't know, I, I feel like Solo and Ignar have been playing supremely badly. I, everyone else seems like they're ready to play and ready to perform at Worlds. And then you get Solo and Ingar just, Ingar, Ingnar just running around, having no idea what's happening. It looks like they're blindfolded, bumping into walls and shit, and just getting killed randomly. Like, there's no excuse for going 2-9. and nine. And what, what, what does he have? He has 8 KP out of 16. Even as a top laner. It, like, at this level, you gotta have over a 60% KP. Like, you're not split pushing this whole time. You're supposed to be team fighting. His his job is basically to yes. dive backline and then CC Orianna, Senna, or Graze to kill them. And if he doesn't, if he cannot do that, he isn't functioning on Renekton. I think that um, the game where they went 2 and 9, that was the one that's against the, top That's the UOL sport. game. No, that's the UOL game? Okay. Yes. Solo has been playing like. Off like tremendous garbage. Like it, it, he's so bad right now. I don't understand what he's doing. He just keeps dying over and over and over again. He'll just start mm -hmm. a fight and get nuked. If if Solo could actually perform, I think they'd have a chance of getting out of this group. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I think Ignar's not gonna get much better next week. So I definitely think they're not gonna get out of this group. They're they're in the same position that Rogue are in. Like the exact same position. If they can take a game off DRX. Uh, they can probably get the tiebreaker. I don't know if they'll win that tiebreaker, but we'll see. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think FlyQuest get out of this group. Not like DRX looks so much better than them, and FlyQuest mm -hmm. looks like their top laner and their support cannot play the game. Um, I want to say Santorin also has been like overstepping. That's one of the things. Like, there's the only player that I haven't seen make any critical errors so far has been turtle but i also feel like that's because he's never gotten the opportunity to play the game right it's um felt like more of okay santorin in his game against top esports um was a bit too aggressive uh going on knights akali a couple times and got punished for it and then solo just got trailed just bullied like the entire game he was also the only one to get kills that game but bullied the entire game. Ignar wasn't able to hit any hooks on his signature on his uh Thresh, which is a signature Ignar pick in North America. It looked like a complete outclassing uh between them and Top Esports. And DRX, it wasn't quite to that level, but still pretty outclassed. That's the unfortunate part. Uh, they lost to Maokai against... Like, Solo didn't win lane as Orn against Maokai. Do you know how badly Maokai loses that matchup? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't out-damage an Orn if I have a Bissell Mask on Maokai. I run out of mana! Like... Mm -hmm. It's impossible to win that fucking fight. It's hilarious, too. Like, there's just no way they're gonna win that. And then they just kept giving... Uh, Piosic on a kindred everything Piosic like it, 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 they they don't look like they have an advantage over DRX which is why I don't think they're getting out like they don't look strong enough individually to mm -hmm. to uh to win their top laners or their top lane or their mid lane like it just doesn't it doesn't happen they could beat UOL everyone could beat UOL I bet I I think UOL is probably mm -hmm. the worst team in the uh 
in the group stage at the moment. But mm-hmm. it's just it's even then like they're team fighting skirmishing, right? Where they were they were really favored for in North America. It just doesn't compete here. <laughs> There's moments where we saw um even in the DRX game, like oh, Ignar God, hopped on to Ignar dove after they tried to steal Harold. What game did he do? Uh, yeah, that was that that was that game versus DRX. He just dives past Harold like into the back line and gets nuked. It was bad. It was really bad. It's not oh man. There's some people who you see this Pantheon pick on and you're like, wow, this looks really great. Like Carrier in the same group. It's like, okay, he makes a couple of mistakes every now and then, but you know, him and his team really know how to play with this Pantheon. Um that's that's not the case on FlyQuest. I I don't like Pantheon support. I feel I feel like it's bad. I feel like it only has single target kill potential in lane, and outside of that, it's almost useless. You might be able to get a couple of rooms off on him, but I never see them using the ultimate. It's like, what's the point of picking this champ over Set? Set's so much more useful, and Set was available this game. Man, the difference I think is that um, if you watch other teams use the Pantheon pick, it's not there to stay in lane, most of the time it'll uh, buddy up with a jungler and uh, invade or go get deep wards uh, in which it's useful because as soon as you see the jungler, the Pantheon can just hop on them and with your jungler at your back, you can just get those kills. Um, and then hopefully, uh, of course, the Pantheon gets their leads from that and then uh, ults to other lanes and influences them in that way. Yeah. But Pantheon's a snowball champ and nobody knows how to smoke snowball. I gotta cut you off because you gotta move on. Matt, do you have anything to say about... Uh... Nope. Group D? No? Alright, let's talk about meta real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Pantheon. Uh, Orange <laughs> too fucking broken. I don't understand how mm-hmm. he's still broken, because every time I play him, I just get my fucking cheeks clapped, and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're bad. P- please. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the problem um, is they don't have to play Orange into, like, fucking Quinn and other bullshit. I think I've only seen a Quinn one time, and I think it was as a counter to a Renekton. Yes. I don't it, think that game blasted. worked out that well. Did yes. not. <laughs> got blasted. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right. So here uh, are all the picks above 75%. You got Nidalee. This is in order of uh, highest percentage. Nidalee, Renekton, uh, Syndra, Lucian, Orn, Ash, Graves, Twisted Fate. I'm surprised Galio is not here. I'm surprised Galio is, like... Basically nowhere on this list. Can I search this by title? I can't. I can't sort it by champion name. Wonderful. Um, what do you guys think about Galio not being in the in the meta at all? He's I just don't three, think uh, three times in champ select at all. I think PSG Talon had pulled him out once. I might be wrong about that one. You might have to fact check me on it, but it just doesn't seem to have the same amount of impact as um other laners like if you were to take another global champion twisted fate is super popular right now um because of his ability to get that semi-global just go over and get a pick and he takes a little bit to get online but like the amount of uh cards that you can throw out during a team fight that's happening is uh, kind of astounding uh the amount of damage you can do um, people just value that uh, damage, that pick potential over uh, Galio, which is supposed to be this big splash ultimate uh, straight in there and set up a wombo combo 
of some sort. They're just like, no, we're just going to take these uh, early game champions that can invade um, or can uh, do these picks and snowball the game in our favor uh, from early to mid game to late. The two games he was picked, he was picked by Caps and Angel, Angels from Sunning, uh, and they're both against Syndra. So it looks like it's a niche pick against Syndra. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, it's just like, why aren't you picking this into more matchups? I guess it doesn't win as hard into a lot of the other mid laners they've been playing. Like, I don't think it probably does really good into TF. It probably doesn't do really good into Oriana. It probably, mm-hmm. like, it does good into Syndra, though. So, mm-hmm. I don't, like, Syndra's been picked 14 times. And I'm not sure how many of those are, uh, like, second wave picks, like, after you, or counter picks, I should say. Uh, so, it's hard to really say that you should be picking Galio. But mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like he should be that low down the list. I am I am surprised Lucian's that high up this list, though, with uh, mm-hmm. Syndra in the game. But I guess that's because he's a triple flex. Um, most of the time, we've just been seeing him in the mid lane. And it's probably because he can get off the ground uh, pretty early on. And uh, his Q range is uh, pretty nice for poke and harassment. It's a it's a stable pick currently in the mid lane. Uh, what else? Uh, so Ezreal. Ezreal? What, what, what about Ezreal? What? There's been the amount of priority on Ezreal has been kind of astounding. Forty six percent. Is it too low or too high for you? I think I'm surprised by that figure. I've seen a good amount of people pick it up i think it's probably going to go up higher in priority um there have been teams who've uh, made it look great on them for example um ruler um looks great on his ezreal and kept on just spamming spells um <laughs> there have been other players who have also uh, taken the ezreal and had a great time as long as it isn't influenced uh, too heavily in game of i think we've only seen it exploited uh very well one time by Fnatic in which they kept on diving it at levels about once, two, and three. Just very early on targeting it. Um, it's a very safe laner that people are going to take for the utility and just the straight up poke that it provides. Uh, I've been playing a lot of AD Carry this week and I've actually really liked Ezreal. I feel like he's mm-hmm. uh, kind of strong. He's really reliable. He's got a lot of. He's got real good DPS. His poke damage, if you can pop the W and the E at the same time, will just take a carry out of a fight. It, it, it's it's a bit absurd how much damage he can get in one combo, but mm-hmm. I don't think he has that much priority because his range is still kind of low. Um, I I I know he's got actually pretty good range with his skill shots, but his skill shots aren't auto attacks. It's not the same thing as a a rapid fire cannon. Caitlyn headshot, which will absolutely nuke your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more... I, 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 I'm not that impressed by Ezreal at this world's... I don't think he should be that much higher. I think he's in a pretty good spot. He's a fallback pick like uh, like an A-tier AD carry. Mm-hmm. I th- but I, 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 if I were to say anything, I think he should be played more. Because I like his uh, mobility in a lot of team fights and a lot of uh, map positioning. Okay. Of course, he's uh, one of the champions who does have a global in the bot lane. Uh, let's talk about the other two AD carries who have globals in the bot lane, Senna and Ash. What about so Draven? far? 
traded. Oh, he yes. Literally there... is a global, and he was picked. He does have a global, and he was picked uh, in the one particular Sooning game. But uh, more popularity, I do see the Sun a lot more, and I do see the Ash a lot Obviously more. Obviously, see the Sun a lot more. Sun is insane. Mm-hmm. So, I, so um, what do you want us to really say about these picks that they're getting picked? Because I don't think they're that insane. I, I guess Ash, yeah, she is one of the high tier ones. She's about seventy five percent. I mean, but, like, but that's just because Ash seems like she's always she's good stable. Yeah, because she offers even if like you can carry on Ash if you get like an ass load of kills, your damage early is going to be insane. Um, she has insane mm-hmm. uh, vision pressure with her E to help control the map and push for objectives. And she is a global ultimate that stuns, right? Like, even if Ash has, like, really bad numbers, then you just build the fucking cooldown build and ult every 20 seconds, and, like, your team is so much better off for it. Like, she's just, like, I don't know. Like, Ash never, like, she doesn't seem like she's busted. She just seems like she's Ash. She's too, Mm -hmm. she's reliable. She's so reliable. That's why people play her. Now, they've been splitting their builds 50-50 between Blade of the Rune King and IE, which... I, I don't fully understand the difference between the two builds. I it's guess the IE dependent. build is more squishy target, and Blade of the Rune King is more, uh, like, tank shred. Mm-hmm. But it also, you heal an absolutely insane amount off of even Blade <laughs> of the Rune King with your Q. Yeah. Um, and so, if you need the sustainability a little more, it's never bad to pick, because you can just, like, decide to not die. So... In contrast with Ash, I feel like Senna is actually garbage from behind. Like she's she's less than useless. Mm-hmm. Like she's a, a veritable liability to the team if she falls behind. Her ultimate will do zero damage. It will give zero shield. Uh, she can't walk up anywhere because she doesn't have uh, kill threat on anybody she sees. Uh, I mm-hmm. I I still think the eighty carry uh, Senna is not that strong, especially after the nerf she's gotten. I I think those nerfs are in this patch. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it, I, I feel like people are tunneled in on this pick and they don't understand, I, I don't want to say they don't understand why it's good, but they don't play to why it's good when they get it. And the, and they don't like, like they're just going for Senna is the meta pick. We're picking the, the meta pick. We, we want to play the meta when they could just mm-hmm. play Ezreal and get just as effective a champion with more safety and like I, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't feel like Senna is that strong outside of lane, especially when she gets behind. And if you're a bad team picking Senna and you fall behind, you're gonna get screwed. Mm. Just play uh, normal shit. The thing is, um, that the people who know how to play Senna, they make it look pretty amazing. Um. So, like, even Jackie Love, but because he's just the best AD carry, and I'm picking out his son just specifically for the pick. Um, with uh, him and Mark, we'll uh, get two autos on the AD carry and the support at the same time from lining up that Q shot on those own engage. Like, that little mechanical uh, bit that he can do uh, is always wonderful to see. His alts are always on time. Uh, there was times when 369 was taking uh, 2v1s as at Jax in the top lane, and there was always a Senna ult ready for him. And there was never a time that you would be like, oh, uh, top esports is going to lose across the map because um, 
Jackie Love would have that ultimate at the ready most of the time, ready for his jungler, ready for his uh, top laner, ready for anyone else who's starting the engage. And it, the amount of uh, shielding and the amount of healing and the amount of DPS that he would do is uh, definitely way higher than um, your average uh, center that you would see. But it's, uh, it's a wonder to watch. That's uh, what I'm going to say for that pick. That's right. At the, its lows are really low, though. I do have to agree, because then it feels like it's just a sack of gold that's roaming the map, and it can't really walk up to any team fights. and even if it does have its global up, it doesn't make that much of an impact because you're losing anyway. All right. Uh, any other picks we want to see that uh, we haven't been seeing yet before we close out the show? Not Any picks me. that we want to see. I want to see more mm. Poppy, but I guess they're not really picking things Poppy does really well into besides Camille. I mean, they are taking Camille. Camille's been there a decent amount. Oh, yeah, she's um, got 58%. I don't know why Poppy's not getting picked more against her. She's such a good counter. Then again, good players don't use E ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's just how you win I that think... matchup. I did like seeing 369's Jax. I do want to see more of him. Yeah, I think uh, Jax is definitely something that should be coming up. I'm surprised Ari's not getting played. I feel like Ari's rework was actually pretty good. Like, they, they gave her a lot more mobility well, on every spellcast. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. it might just be down to A, not enough practice time, not a lot of practice time. And they're just like, obviously a lot of these mid laners could pick Ari, but it's about like recent practice, right? Recent uh. comfort. And on top of that, you know, maybe, I don't know, I wasn't really, I don't know the mid lane meta so well, but maybe you just have a bunch of shit you lose to. And you're like, well, don't want to do that, so. I mean, also, it's like, uh, you, your only ability really for picks is your E, which is strong as itself because it uh, makes a champion vulnerable and such. But it's so much easier to just be like, oh, I'm going to take a Syndra Q and just E it through everyone and get a random stun. Or be like, oh, I'm Twisted Fate. I will auto you with a gold card. Like, that's very simple. So, I think it's more, it's just easier to get uh, picks on a couple other champions or to get a random stun on another champion and uh, burst them down than it is on uh, Ari. I, I don't know. I feel like Ari's actually just really strong. Because mm -hmm. her, pick, her pick ability, like, especially from a bush or, like, her, fla her flash ult W... Or just flash W on. So it's such a good ability to have to just grab an AD carry. And yeah, uh, the positioning is rather important. But like, that that's sort of the play there. I, I guess she's not great in front-to-back team fighting, But mm. I feel like she's really good in skirmishing. And that's been a lot of uh, the meta. I do see that. But I also think there's teams that are will be like, oh, um, we're going to check this bush together as five while we're going over to this objective um i mean even then so it's she kind does of true hard. damage and extra damage to the front target so she can nuke tanks with a if she gets a void yeah, staff that's a it's good crazy i mean and with a lead she can just walk through a team fight not care and kill two people not the lead yes but um like I said, I feel like um, some of these teams are able to play around that a bit better. Maybe. Maybe. All right, we're <laughs> on topics, Matt. 
Ooh, do you want to take us on home? Yeah, I think I will. I think that'll do it for us this week. The week two of World's Group Stage and Legendary Legalens Podcast. You can catch the VODs on my YouTube channel, Legendary Podcast. You can catch the show live on twitch.tv slash nizzy2k11. Probably the same time next week. We'll see. Uh, yep. uh, after that, I'll go back to Monday days. Uh, what else? Catch the audio podcast on basically anything if you have one you want it to be on that it's not on just like message me on twitter or something or put leave a comment uh and have a nice day have a have a good night gang